Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I came across your website. I think I was going through Instagram. And I was just looking at curly hairstyles and all these different things. And then your Instagram profile popped up. So you call it House of Curls. So tell me a little bit about that. How did this even come up? Um, Well, the name um, actually took me a little while to come up with. I went through a lot of names before I actually stuck to one. And for House of Curls, I actually obviously wanted to use house spelled regularly, H-O-U-S-E. But since that was taken um, and I really wanted the name, I just worked around and figured out a way to make it work. And I just found house in German spelled it H-A-U-S-E. And I was like, that's cool. It's different. It's unique. And um, Natalie went through the whole process with me, my publicist as well. Um, and we literally like had to go through to make sure none of the Instagram handles were taken. The website domain wasn't taken. Um, you know, we had to make sure so many things before we actually went with the name and we stuck with it. And that's the one that just really resonated with me because I really wanted to make it a one-stop shop for curly girls where they can come and shop for everything that made them feel very confident about their natural hair. I was telling my mom, I'm reading her bio and it's exactly what I went through growing up. My hair was <laughs> thick. It was curly. My mom took me to the salon one time because my mom, <laughs> my mom says that my hair was so thick and curly. It was really hard for her to manage. When she finally took me to the salon, I forgot how old I was, maybe like 13 years old, my mom started having me get my hair relaxed and took me to the salon. (laughs) Exactly. Took me to the salon. And the first thing that the hairstylist says, oh, ella tiene pelo malo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And (laughs) I remember my mom's reaction. She does not have bad hair. Her hair is just thick and it's curly, but it's not bad hair. Tell me your experience, because I know you said, first of all, you're Dominican. Yeah. I believe you describe yourself as an Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can completely relate to this whole scenario. So tell me your totally, story. Totally. Um, yeah, I was born in Dominican Republic, and my family and I moved to Orlando, Florida when I was three years old. So... My mom was a single mom raising three kids on her own. I'm the only girl out of three. I have two older brothers. And so it was just me and my mom, you know, dealing with our hair. And my mom obviously grew up in an era where all you did was go to the salon every single weekend and straightened your hair because that was the norm. And that's what was seen as beautiful. So obviously that was passed down to me. 
And, you know, we didn't have these kind of resources when I was growing up, YouTube, Instagram, all these things where you actually can see other people doing things and trying things with their hair. So, you know, you just went with what you saw in the magazines and the media and all of that. So every single weekend growing up, um, since I was six years old, I used to get a relaxer every two months and I got a blowout every single weekend where we would spend anywhere from, I don't know, three to six hours, depending on how busy the salon was. And it wasn't really anything, but the fact that all they did was chismosear el día entero. <laughs> and you just have to sit there and listen because what else can you do? You were 11 years old and you had to go with your mom to the salon. And, you know, now thinking back to it, I'm like, I cannot believe I wasted so much of my life in a salon and so much money. In 2013, I moved to New York City on my own and I had big dreams to work in fashion and I moved there. My best friend moved shortly with me after there. And one day my best friend woke up and was like, she has the same story as me, um, relaxed hair, blow dried and all this. And one day she was like, you know what? I'm going to wear my natural hair. My sister's doing it. I think it's really cool. And I was like, oh my God, don't do that. You're going to torture yourself. I was like, it's going to look horrible. And um, so once I saw her do it, she literally took the scissors and cut her own hair. It was crazy. I was like, you're insane. I was freaking out for her, but she was all, oh, whatever. Um, she's one of those free-spirited, you know. So um, when I started seeing her curls, like, come in, because obviously at first when you're transitioning, it's like a weird, you know, like stringy and then curl and then straight, you know, it's, it's a weird phase when you're first starting out. But once the curls actually started coming in, I was like, oh, my God, they're so cute. So I started slowly but surely just kind of, getting into the idea and I stopped first just relaxing but I would still go get a blower every weekend after a while I was like I just don't have the money I live in New York I live in New York by myself and I don't have the money to spend at the salon every single weekend I literally just decided to go for it I got my first curly cut and I hated it <laughs> I wore my hair in a bun for months before I actually wore it out and when I finally wore it out I got so many compliments on it I was like oh my god you people actually like this so I started doing research I started YouTubing and I followed a whole bunch of natural hair um, girls and I really just started getting into it. Um, it wasn't really a big thing yet back then. And then there was just so many events popping up for natural hair, for curly girls, for this and that. And I started going to events and meeting more people. And the more people I met, the more stories I heard and the more into it I got. You know, it was just, I think at one point it was more than just going natural. It was just like meeting other like-minded people that went through the same thing that you did. And I think that's how House of Curls was born, honestly. I didn't even know that there were events for girls with curly hair. My sister has gorgeous curls. I mean, I wish I had the curls that my sister has. Her hair is not as thick as mine. I mean, she has the Mariah Carey curls oh, that yeah. are just absolutely <laughs> so gorgeous. so many different types. So many different types of Yes. Curls. My curls, on the other hand, I don't know. They're like a combination of Shaka Khan and Diana <laughs> Ross. <laughs> And then, and then the funny thing is that within a head, within your head, you can have so many different types of curls on its own. Like I have looser curls up top, tighter curls in the bottom. <laughs> oh, and after you get a relaxer done, I have about three inches of my hair that is natural curls. And then I have the other part of my hair right. <laughs> that's still growing out. I'm not even transitioning because you're talking about transitioning from like, okay, going from and relaxer just... relaxer to no relaxer. Yeah. But I know a lot of 
girls when they're like, you know what, I'm just going to do the curls. I'm just going to get the cut and chop it all off. I can't do yeah. that. I mean, I get two inches cut off my hair and I want to cry. <laughs> yeah, so that's I, big chop. That's extreme. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. So I don't do it. But honestly, I didn't even start embracing my curls until I started working at the station. One of my coworkers, she has amazing curly hair. And she told me that I should do it. And I did it one day and I came into the station and I go, oh my gosh, no, this is, this is not okay. <laughs> I went, I came out of my yeah. house with my hair looking one way and I got to the station with this. Mm -hmm. I look like, like cotton candy. It was just. <laughs> do whatever they want. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it was experience. awful. But How my, long have you been natural for? Oh, I stopped relaxing my hair. When I was in my 20s, it's probably been almost 20 years now since I wow. last got my hair relaxed. One of the things that I I feel like is, is a huge problem, especially for Hispanics, for Latinos, Latinas, one of the things I feel like we don't embrace or the reason why this whole thing with pelo malo has been such a problem is because some of our people can actually be a little racist. So you have that thick, curly hair. So they think, oh, you're part of that side of our people, the black side. Right. Whereas those who have the straight hair, who have the good hair, they're from the European side or the Taino side. What do you feel? So I wasn't raised in DR. So all I really know is the stories and things that my family or friends have told me, but I know for sure from meeting other um, Dominicans and I mean, Latinos in general, that is there is racism within our own communities. You know, it's not just whites against blacks. Like in your own country, there will be racism because it's always you have to mejorar la raza. You know, you have to um, marry a lighter skin or someone with better hair. And I think there's so many things that are told to us when we're growing up that make us feel like we weren't good enough just because we didn't have the straight hair or we didn't have the lighter skin or our features and things like that. And I think that definitely has something a lot to do with um, us not learning to embrace our culture and our natural hair and things like that. So as an Afro-Latina, what was your experience growing up? I actually had a lot of Puerto Rican friends growing up in Orlando. Um, and a lot of them actually did wear their hair curly, but you know, it, it was like wavy and, and like always gelled up. And I honestly didn't even know what my natural hair looked like because I had relaxed it for so long. Um, and it was always straight that I was always like, oh, you know, they look so cool. And I always got, people always told me I had pelo malo, even if it was straightened and relaxed. It was just something that was just seen as different. And I always felt different. I always could tell like the lighter skin girls with the long black hair were just seen differently than the girls like me that were brown and had, you know, coarser hair. It was just something that was spoken about. Um, and, and you could just tell it was in the room whenever you were in a, with a group of people. But I think that the word Afro-Latina never was ever spoken of um, in my family, within my friends. It was just never a thing that we talked about. We never really talked about where we came from. Um, and I love that it's something that people are talking about now because it just ties into the whole pelo malo thing. And our mission with House of Curls is um, 
learning about how to embrace your natural hair and what is pelo malo. I mean, we're just really trying to get rid of that bad connotation with the word. This for me is is a huge deal because especially nowadays, so many girls are, well, when I was growing up, some girls had problems embracing who they were, embracing how they looked, embracing how their hair is or how it was. But I feel like now curly hair is fine. I mean, as a matter of fact, the curlier your hair, the bigger your hair, the more gorgeous it is. Right. It is. And it's so funny because now that I'm so used to my big curly hair, um, I straighten my hair like once a year just to see, you know, how long it is or, you know, just to, just to try it. I, I can't do it for too long because I, I miss my curls. But when I do, I can never do the like slick, like super straight hair because I'm like, oh, my God, I feel weird. I need the big like volume and all this. And it's so funny because back then, forget it. If I saw a little little thing on my edge, any little curls coming out, I would freak out. So it's just so crazy to see like the whole difference in how I view myself now, you know. One of the shirts that you have available on your website says pelo malo wear. What does that mean to you? So that was our very first t-shirt that we came out of. Um, to be really honest, I didn't even think that this was going to be a business. Um, I thought I was going to make one t-shirt that we would sell a few and that that'd be that. I didn't plan on having a business. I didn't plan on it being what it is today. Um, I just, I was like, I want to make a t-shirt because I was looking for a t-shirt to wear to a natural hair event. And I just didn't feel like I found anything that resonated with me. I'm bilingual, I'm millennial. Um, I wanted something cool and hip and something that like someone like me could really relate to. And I was like, the first thing that came to my mind was what did I hear growing up all the time? But I'm not aware, honestly, just was the first thing that came to my mind. And I was like, I think so many people will relate to this and there will be so many stories told from this t-shirt. And I love that what it is, is just like a walking statement, you know? Um, And basically when I made that shirt, I took pre-orders and we had 179 pre-orders, which was way more than I was expecting. And at that point is when I knew it was more than just a t-shirt. It was, the mission it was it was something I knew I had to make more of and I had to make something big out of so for us after that it wasn't just about selling stuff it was about creating events um, that you can go to and you can communicate with other curly hair girls and you can hear stories um, at a lot of our events so many people um, connect and meet new people and become friends and some of them are like I've never been to a curly hair event before so this is great that it's available we try to do them in New York and Florida um, and things like that I just I really love connecting with our HOC fam which is what we call our customers we like to have them be a part of our family so we have a hashtag and we call them our HOC fam And it's really nice because they're so loyal to us. They are always 
sending us love, um, sending us messages, sharing our posts, telling their families about it. And just to see how many people have followed us in the last few years, we're almost at 15K followers and it's all been organic by word of mouth and just events and just meeting people and telling them about our mission. We've, we just recently got a purchase from South Africa, which was insane. <laughs> I've never even had anyone that far purchase from us. So that was just so crazy to see. Talk to me about the reaction. How have women responded and have men responded to this? So women have reacted. We get a, we get a lot of emails and I think it's so great when when they make a purchase. I always write a handwritten note in every purchase. Um, telling them thank you for their purchase and this and that. We also send them an email. And with the emails, I get a lot of responses back saying, thank you for creating this for us, which really makes me so happy to know that they know that it's a Latina making something for another Latina, just, just so they know that there's someone out there that cares and that understands that it's, it's important to keep the conversation going. Um, and it's been such a great response. Um, a lot of men have actually responded and asked us, asked us if we are doing men's stuff. When we have, we have done a few stuff here and there. Um, we haven't done much because I feel like there's just so much more of a demographic on the women's side, but it is something that we want to get to. And we do have a lot of kids stuff as well, um, boys and girls. I think a lot of people love shopping for their kids just because when you start them young and you tell them, um, these things that we're sharing, it's its really important. And it's one of our major missions as well to get this to the gen- younger generation. If you had to describe House of Curls in one word, what would it be? <sighs> Empowering. When you wear our shirts um, or any of our merchandise, I think people just really wear it with pride. I mean, all of our t-shirts are statement t-shirts um, and they all are kind of like conversation starters. So when people see the Pelomalo wear shirts, they ask, what is that? What is that about? What do you, you know, what, what is the meaning behind it? Um, we have hairpins that say things like curly girl or curls pop in. We have swimsuits that say sol, playa, grisos. Like everything we do is made with intention and to start a conversation because that is the point and the mission of, of House of Curls. So I think whenever people wear any of our merchandise, they just feel very empowered about their curls and they feel confident about their curls, which is the whole reason we started House of Curls because back then you just didn't feel good in your own natural hair and we want to change that. How has this helped you or maybe you've always been super proud of where you come from? Um, how does this help celebrate where you come from? I have always been super proud, but I have always had that, um, that little thing behind my head that said, I wish I can do more for, for girl, for younger girls like me, because, um, I will never forget the one day I looked in the mirror when I was like 15 and said to myself, I'll never know what it's like to have good hair. And I just thinking back to that day now, I, I just can't believe that. I only said that to myself because of what was around me and what I had seen as being perceived as beautiful. And now if I can in any way change that for a younger girl, um, I'm going to do it. And so it makes me really proud that a lot of women write to me and saying it's so amazing. And it makes me so proud to know that you're a Dominicana, you're a Latina, and you're just, you know, you're doing this for us. 
and you created this because you want more of us to to know and realize that we're beautiful just the way we are. And I think those are the most empowering message I've ever received. Um, but that makes me really proud of what I'm doing for the community. If you had one message um, to anybody who who is listening to this or who's going to read about it, what would that message be? My message would be just, you're never going to please everyone. And I think as long as you feel good in your skin, in your hair, in your natu- with your natural self, um, the more you are comfortable with who you really are, the better you'll feel because trying to be someone that you're not is never, ever, ever works. At some point, you're going to break and you're going to realize that the more you love your natural self, the more people will as well. People only see and love what you tell them to. So by being yourself and wearing your natural hair, people will see that confidence coming out of you and it will just be better for everyone else. That was beautifully said. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this interview. Anytime that I get um, an an opportunity to share our message with, with a bigger audience, it's it's really, really awesome because I think it's important for people to know that this is out there, that we are trying to change, you know, the the connotation of this word and, and we're trying to change the perception of beauty little by little. We have a long way to go, but we've done so much so far as a whole. And um, and I hope that this message reaches the younger generation and anybody right now who's struggling and trying to you know, decide who they are and what they are. Um, And I hope you guys check us out on our website at houseofcurls.com and on Instagram at houseofcurls. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t